Uh, all right, this is Landy D'Angelo. Uh, clockwise in a color wheel. Uh, uh, split complements, triadic harmonies and triads. Um, warm and cool versions of every tube color. Is that how I want to phrase that? Probably not. Uh, setting up your palette. Does that cover everything? Maybe I'll get into browns and blacks as well. If I uh, manage to stay on track. So I've been covering out like <coughs> beating a dead horse. Which is a specialty of mine. I take great pride in how effectively I can beat a dead horse. But, you know, for, for uh, my own interest in the color wheel and the clock face and how they are uh, complementary concepts to each other for uh, memorization and understanding. Well, we've talked at length about how uh, the primary colors are in the... Starting at 12, we've got yellow and moving four positions on a clock face. We get to blue, four, that's at four o'clock. Uh, four more positions, we end up at eight o'clock, and that is red. And in between, there are the secondary colors in the, the two positions. That is, respectively, uh, uh, two, uh, with, uh, six, um, right, uh, and ten. Thank you, Math Wizard, here. And those colors are uh, the secondary colors, the secondary uh, colors, which are uh, green, violet, and orange. Between those are called the tertiary colors, and that's a mix of two secondary colors. The secondary colors are a mix of two primary colors. The tertiary colors are a mix of two secondary colors. How is that useful? Well, some people say, if you, if you take in a painting class in the person's old school, because this goes way back, some people say there are certain harmonious combinations. And it's important to at least understand the concept of that even though practically I have not found it to be particularly useful. Here's what you will find. People often pair red with, with green, which is the, the complement, with blue with orange, which is the complement, and um, yellow with violet, which is the complement. And what happens is you end up with a very warm and a very cool, or a very warm and a slightly cool. At least a warm and cool combination, right? And the two things sort tend to feel uh, like there's a, there's a high contrast usually to them, and they usually feel uh, uh, harmonies, or at least we've come to agree as a as cultural uh, exposure to those things maybe has, has led us to feel harmonious about those combinations. I'm comparing it to your Western music system, which uh, uses a similar, uh, which makes similarly uh, uh, bold and and final claims about about what is what is and is not harmonious. Jury's out on that because culturally that is a big deal, and, and art will argue through the ages about what is. Uh, this is the uh, the the. Uh, uh, um, uh, the post-enlightenment uh, sort of uh, um, 
perspective on everything, right? That we are uh, all products of, uh, of a certain cultures and, and uh, environments and, and uh, what we've been exposed to. And that plays more into our understanding and our acceptance of certain things as positive, negative, all of that, right? Universality is very hard to come by. So these are, of course, these rules, quote-unquote rules, should be taken with a grain of salt. Is that, the way, is that the right way to use that? With a grain of salt. What does that even mean? Is that about some sort of uh, superstition? Huh. Anyway. One such system is known as the split complement. Split complement is the idea that instead of painting with two colors predominantly and that those two colors you start with should be uh, complementary, which is a rule that you can use and it is effective. The idea of split complement is instead of that, in order to give your painting a little more variety, but, but not stray too far from the complementary spectrum, is that you find the complement of the color you want to paint with, and you choose, instead of the direct complement, you choose, or in addition to the direct complement, you choose the two colors to the right and left, one step to the right or one step to the left on a color wheel of the complement. So, for example, if you want to paint a painting with purple, your, your, your color is purple. Your name is Crystal, and your color is purple. It's always purple. You got to go with violet, right? Okay, so you choose violet. You look for the complement of violet, which, as I've said, is yellow. So we're talking 6 o'clock and 12 o'clock on the, the, the color wheel. Instead of painting with only yellow, you either paint with yellow and uh, slash paint with yellow or paint with violet or these two colors. To the right of yellow at the one o'clock position, that's one step to the right, one step clockwise from yellow. We've got yellow-green. Okay? One step to the left of yellow at the 11 o'clock position, we've got um, yellow-orange. The combination of violet, yellow-orange, and yellow-green is called a split complement. Yeah. Palette. All of these are referring to palettes, of course. A split complement palette. It gives you the benefit of having your color scheme be predominantly um, complementary, right? It's mostly composed of the yellow and the violet. Mostly. But you've also got the benefit and the variety that is added by also having some green and also having some red in your spectrum or some orange in your spectrum. If you want to take it to the primaries, you got some blue, very tiny amount of blue in your, in your yellow and a tiny amount of, uh, of red in your red yellow. 
uh, or chocolate in your peanut butter or peanut butter in your chocolate as it were. You see what I'm saying? It gives your palate a little more variety without straying too far into complexities. Maybe that's why people gravitate towards this. Now, how would this actually be practical if you're painting? Because you're laying out paints on a palette, right? I'm going to start mixing. How is this practical? Well, it kind of helps you just—it kind of helps you use variety without straying too far from something that's simple. So, for example, if you're putting together a color scheme in a room, I suppose if you're an interior decorator, you can use these sorts of ideas. Or if you're a graphic designer and you have a—you want a limited palette, but you want variety in it, you know, you can't just—you can go lighter or darker, as I've demonstrated with the yellow, or further toward violet, or further away from violet with the yellow. But there's a very limited range. I mean, it is, of course, a wide range. But it's limited in terms of how many colors make up that range. So when you start to add in in tiny increments of blue and tiny increments of red, you end up with something that has a variety, but but is also held together with a a sort of common uh, bond, if that makes sense. So I see value in that, I suppose, if you're uh, putting together a color scheme and it's got to be very yellow, but it can't go too far one way or the other. That's a nice way to do that. A wedding planner, for example, might be able to take advantage of this. If you're putting together your wedding book, gentlemen, which every gentleman should have a wedding book, come on. You trying to get in it? You trying to get involved with this lady or not? You're trying to be part of this or not? Get yourself a wedding book started. It'll either impress her or it'll terrify her. Either way, bliss. Let me give you another example of a split complementary palette. Let's go with my old favorites, blue and orange. So I want to paint something with blue. Uh, let's no, Let's start with the complement. Nah, I don't think that works. You need one primary. Let's start with the primary. I want to do a split complement palette. I start with blue. I want to paint with blue. I also, I want to do a blue-orange complement palette, but I want to give it a little more variety. So I'm going one step. Remember that orange, the complement of blue, is in the the 10 o'clock position on a clock face. So if I go one step to the, if I go one step counterclockwise, uh, I'm at uh, blue-violet. No, what am I talking about? Red-orange. Red-orange. And if I go one step clockwise from orange, that's the uh, 11 o'clock... No, what am I talking about? Yeah, oh, it's the same color. 11 o'clock position, I've got uh, orange-yellow. So red-orange, orange-yellow. Those are my split complements of blue. Right? There we go. That's not that hard. Okay, so here we get into a more complicated one. It's called triads, or triadic harmonies. A triad is exactly the same concept, only instead of going one step to the right or left, clockwise, counterclockwise from the, from the complement, you go two steps. So you end up at a secondary color instead of a, of a tertiary color. Can you picture that? So let's go... Let's do the one we ain't done, which is red and and green. Red is my primary, green is my complement. 
Let's move two steps from green counterclockwise. And we're at, what are we at? We're yellow. That's the 12 o'clock position. Right? Remember, green is in the, the 2 o'clock. No, I'm sorry. Green is in the 4. No, what am I doing? What the? Ba ba ba. 2 o'clock position. Green. Yes, I, st- I stand at my original statement. Two steps count- clockwise from green, two o'clock, will be four o'clock. Oh, what's this? We're at blue. That's a triadic harmony. It's got two primary colors. Interesting, right? That's three primary colors right there. Let's start in a different one. Let's do a different triadic harmony. Let's start with a complement. Let's start with orange. Complement orange is blue. Two steps counterclockwise from blue is green. Two steps clockwise from blue is violet. Orange, green, and violet. Triadic harmony. Now, how how in, how practical is this in in in, in practice? Uh, you'd have to try it out. Not very. And here's why. At the point where you're mixing three, four, six colors, because remember, secondary colors are a mix, um, you're really complicating things. Now, it's nice to be able to lay out three colors on a palette and say, I'm only painting with these, but you're not recognizing, if you don't understand a color wheel, you're not recognizing that there are multiple colors mixed in the colors you've chosen, especially with a triadic harmony or a split complement. Even with a complementary color system, as I've said, that's only two colors laid out on a palette. You've got three there. There are three represented. So you got to remember that. Um, paintings have a balance of intensity and value. There's also warmer or cooler going on. There's a, there's a, a whole game that you're playing and it's about bringing up certain values while maintaining intensity, while maintaining temperature. And it's hard. The whole thing is hard. The more colors you add, the more complicated. So understanding the color wheel really helps with that. Laying out a palette and using paint. Understanding the color wheel is helpful because it helps you lay out a palette. When you're laying out a palette of paint, you don't just pick your paint out of your box and, 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 and smudge it on the surface like a, like a toothpaste out of a tube onto a toothbrush. You should do it in a systematic way. And that's where the, the color wheel comes in handy. It helps you understand that every color you purchase in a store is derived from some source. And that source or is mixed from colors that are derived from some source. Now, paint stores, especially if you go to get the cheapy paints from Michael's. God bless Michael's, huh? Michael's stores. I don't know who Michael was, but God, God bless him. Or Benjamin Franklin or whoever you... Well, what? I don't know what exists anymore, honestly. I really don't know. Blick is the all-consuming force. Dick Blick. Buying everything out. It's like the Walmart art. Wall art. Buying everything. Dick Blick. Well, you know, they got what they got. What are you going to do? Corporate America and all that. Find your local art store and support them if they exist. 
Or do dick flick. I don't fucking care. Anyway. When you're buying paint, you got to understand the paint manufacturers want to make it simple for you. So they will produce some of these colors for you. Secondary, tertiary, you can buy them all if you're looking. Uh, if you take a painting class, every teacher will tell you to buy a different set of colors. And they have their own reasons for all that. I think it's practical to stick with the color wheel. Now, it's not possible to mix every color from colors you can purchase in the store it's not possible to buy every color on a color wheel. No. It's not possible to buy only the primaries on the color wheel. Because paints are derived from different sources, uh, they have more or, or less of other colors in them, even straight out of the tube. Especially naturally occurring pigments, which are much more beautiful and much more lasting and, and actually work better. So you got to understand the different temperatures of the colors you buy. So for example, blues, in the terms of blue, I buy a couple of blues. And one of them skews red and one of them skews green. And there's nothing you can do about that. So I'm not actually able to buy the blue that I would put on the color wheel to do this little exercise. It's an unfortunate thing. I can get into that if it's interesting. I don't think it's very interesting. All you got to know about every one of your colors is you should have a primary color represented and you should have a warm and cool version of those colors. That's the most useful way to do this exercise. Greens are particularly difficult to mix. So having a warm and cool green is helpful. Yellows, there is a warm and cool yellow as well. Um, I think it's the, uh, the lemon yellow is about as... Not lemon... I'm not prepared for I'm sorry, I'm a little tired this morning. I'm not prepared for the for the paint discussion. Uh, well, the harmonies are what they are. When you're painting, you can use a harmony to limit your uh, selection. And that's helpful. It's often helpful. Is that all? Look, I'm sorry. The paint discussion will have to wait. I'm not prepared. Yeah, all right. Feeling old today, you know? You ever just wake up and feel old? Just feel like hammered? You know what I'm saying? Some days I look in the mirror and I'm like, look at you. I can see the boy under there. Oh, there's a death cat for cutie lyric that makes me cry every time. It's, it's about this. Ah, uh, you may tire of me when our December sun is setting. Because I'm not who I used to be. God dang it, I'm going to tear up just thinking about that right now. That song is so sad. I can't remember what it's called. It's so freaking sad, that song. No longer easy on the eyes. That's how I feel this morning. God dang it. I feel beat with an ugly stick this morning. That's rough, you know. Getting old. That's something my father always says. Don't get old. He thinks it's cute. I don't think that's a cute thing to say at all. He says it every time I see him. How you feeling, Pop? Don't get old is what he'll say. Okay. Got it. You don't have to worry, Dad. I got that one covered. Not getting old. Understood. Check. Checking that off my list. Thank you, Father. So much for that. Excellent advice. Appreciate that. He's right, though. Don't get old. Jesus. 
It hurts. Painful. Someday you're going to wake up and everything you got to look forward to is something you did yesterday. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> the whole thing. I just think about getting old, man. You just wake up one day and everything you got ahead of you is also behind you. And you got to find new ways to shake that up. And some people choose to get very weird in their old age. Is that what I'm going to do? Is that how I'm going to gonna play this little game out? I'm going to choose to get really weird. Maybe start some kind of club. <laughs> start, start going to meetings of some kind. I don't know which kind yet. The weirder the better. You know what I mean? Am I going to do a strange uh, uh, podcast? Where I where I discuss nonsense for twenty plus minutes every freaking other day, is that what I'm gonna do in my old age to keep it interesting? Maybe. That's a good choice. That doesn't hurt anybody. All right, gotta get through Thursday, huh? Ah, uh, here we go. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to that. Anyway, more on that later, I suppose. All right, this is Lenny Angel. <clears throat>